0: Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. In this episode, we're talking about UFO Hotline MIA. That's correct, UFO Hotline MIA. Of course, we're talking about that UFO Hotline that Congress ordered to be installed. Still haven't seen it. This article comes to us from politico.com. The title of the article says UFO Reporting Hotline is MIA. Witnesses say they're frustrated and feel forced to turn to Capitol Hill or outside groups to tell their stories. Well, I would definitely recommend using outside groups if you can do that without getting locked up for uh, leaking confidential information, that is. There's a picture here of Tim Burchette and I believe Representative Luna and a couple other folks. Uh, The article is written by Lara Seligman and Joe Gould, uh, dated August 10th, 2023. Now, I'll put a link to this at the Buy Me a Coffee website. As always, thanks to the people that support the program over there. It really helps. And... uh, You can also find me at Twitter, go to at WarningSubUFO, be sure and like there. And last of all, please do like and subscribe on whatever platform you're using, it really helps. Now this article says, there's no phone number, no email address, not even a website. More than a year since the Pentagon launched an office to investigate UFO sightings, there is still no hotline for pilots and others to report mysterious objects directly to the investigators. Now, the article goes on and says some witnesses say they're getting frustrated and feel forced to turn to Capitol Hill or outside groups to tell the stories. Others say it discourages them from attempting to flag such incidents at all because they're worried about recrimination if they report to the FAA or military supervisors. And you know, this Grush fellow has said he's been recriminated against. And now, they tell us there is an immense amount of data that could be collected out there from general aviation or commercial aviation pilots that are afraid to come forward at this time, said Chris Van Voorhees, a commercial airline pilot who says he regularly sees self-luminous orbs high up in the atmosphere flying in strange formations. Van Voorhees said he hasn't reported those through any official channel because the methods for doing so are so opaque. He goes on and says, I'm not even sure what they are to tell you the truth, he said, and even if he wore to report the incidents he believes it would fall on deaf ears and we've been doing some uh, coverage of this in a podcast about these pilots it just seems like every other day you have a report about pilots who see these UFOs and we're going to take a look at, at some more of these here in these next couple of articles that we're looking at but the fact is this pilot's not alone and it's at the point I think that if these guys would just release their sightings just write down what they saw and anonymously release them even to something like MUFON or Uh, What's the one called? We always look at uh, UFO sightings daily. Uh, There's different reporting sites out there, even posted on Twitter. It would get so much more exposure and disclosure than what you would do going through a government agency. Now, the article continues. It says the reporting issues are highlighting the tensions over gathering data on so-called unidentified anomalous phenomena. Pilots worry that they won't be taken seriously, hold back from saying anything. That means information that might identify objects as benign as foreign surveillance tools or yes maybe even something extraterrestrial simply isn't in the system and may not be for quite a while in other words it looks like a systematic uh, effort by the apparatus that controls things to just cover these things up and this is why so often you hear these when these pilots report these these UFOs they refer to them as a drone or maybe even a jetpack man. People just don't want to admit these UFOs are real. They they feel more comfortable claiming to see a man wearing a jetpack just hovering around for several minutes, far longer than what that jetpack would likely carry him to report that UFO as that or as in Peru, oh those weren't aliens, those were a gang of Colombians or, you know, Brazilians riding around our jungle in jetpacks. And how ridiculous is that? They'd rather say that than say, well, these are just some some types of strange entity or UFO we can't, we can't identify. The word unidentified just seems to freak them out. The article goes on and says the All Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, which was launched by the Biden administration in July of 2022 to investigate UAP sightings has made strides in recent months to set up internal channels for service members to report such incidents. Now, this author has just made a statement here that I believe is completely false and they offer no proof of. In May, the Military Service and Geographic Combatant Commands for the first time standardized UAP reporting and required the information to be transferred to AARO, Pentagon spokesperson Susan Gao said in an email, the group is also working to expand UAP reporting to the rest of the government, including the Weather and Oceanic Agency, NOAA, the Coast Guard, FAA, and Department of Energy, she said. Well, are they trying to create a way to disseminate this information, or, or just a bottleneck where they can just throw it all into the circular file? And if it's taking them a year to set up the hotline, I think we know the answer to that. goes on, it says, one of Arrow's first efforts has been to establish a streamlined One of Errol's first efforts has been to establish a streamlined reporting system for all service members, Gal said. I see zero proof of that. I don't see one thing that they can show show me that that statement is true. Not one thing. They say the FAA also documents UAP sightings whenever a pilot reports them to an air traffic control facility, according to a statement from the agency. If the incident is corroborated with supporting information such as radar data, the FAA shares it with AARO, A-A-R-O. Now, look, we just talked about those sightings yesterday, and I played um, the, the radio conversation back and forth with air traffic control. With You had, what, four different pilots. Three pilots clearly saw the UFOs. One pilot was kind of hem-hawing around. It was pretty evident to me that he did see him, but didn't really want to talk about it that wouldn't have been reported because according to the air traffic control nothing was showing up on radar so we know a lot of these ufo reports the ufos don't show up on radar sometimes they do sometimes they don't who knows why but how are we going to be able to figure out what's causing them to show up on radar if the faa doesn't bother to share their reports with aaro when they don't show up on radar so you can just see how these uh, just a multitude of agencies by of the federal government are being used to, just like I said, bottleneck, bottle up, and and just contain these UFO reports. They treat these reports like they're cancer or something. and says, but that hasn't been enough yet to counter suspicion on the part of those who witnessed strange phenomena, especially following a whistleblower's explosive accusations that the U.S. government is covering up a decades-long program to reverse engineer alien craft. The former U.S. intelligence officer, retired Major David Grush, Claimed during a July hearing that the U.S. has recovered non-human biologics from alleged crash sites. Well, of course, if they would cover up UFOs, why wouldn't they cover up, you know, alien entities? The Pentagon has denied the claims. At the same time, it has encouraged witnesses to come forward with any information related to the effort to investigate UAPs, but has not yet provided a public avenue to do so. So you can see what's happening here. They're just, you know. Uh, saving face. They're just putting these little announcements out there and they're not doing anything. It's just straight up mafioso. I mean, just going to smile on your face. Uh, Let me tell you something. Don't get in the front seat of the car, okay? Arrow is required by law to launch a public facing website where witnesses can directly report potential UFO sightings, but the website is tied up in Pentagon red tape. It is still under development after officials submit a first version to Deputy Defense Secretary Kathleen Hicks for review before Christmas, Gal said. So it's still tied up in red tape. Under development. Let me tell you, these guys got access to the best computer programmers in the world. There's no reason why this thing couldn't have been done a year later. Why not just say, hey, we're going to subcontract this out to one of the many UFO reporting websites. It'd be simpler. The existing reporting mechanisms only receive two or three reports a month, said Lt. Graves, the first active duty military pilot to come forward with his experience seeing a UAP, that's UFO, in 2018. Graves recently founded a nonprofit group to support other pilots who see things they can't explain, Americans for Safe Aerospace. Van Voorhees is also working with the group. Graves said he himself gets the same number of reports every couple of days, arguing this is evidence that pilots either don't know how to use those avenues or are fearful of doing so. Look, these guys are smart enough to fly a jet airplane. I think they're smart enough to know how to use a website. And they probably don't want to have their name attached to a a government uh, database. Who knows what could happen to them? Graves and others in his organization are working with lawmakers and officials in the Pentagon. At a point, you know, how, how long can you work with the people that, that seem to be responsible for the problem? In some cases, Graves has introduced witnesses to trusted senators who he declined to name, and the next step is to arrange meetings with AARO. Just more of the same, man. You're just, you, you know, it's just like, well, we've been going down this dead end, so we're going to go a little further. We are hand-walking people in to do that because AARO Is negligent on having the proper public-facing procedures to have people do it themselves, Graves said. You know, he seems like a smart enough guy, but shouldn't he be able to figure out that if ERA wanted to talk to these people, that they could make it easy to talk to these people? You wouldn't have to walk them into the office? Why not walk them online? Have them follow a report with MUFON, or like I said, UFO sightings, the UFO sightings uh, USA, the one that I talk about here all the time. There's a bunch of them out there. Once established, we will issue guidance for how to access a secure mechanism for authorized reporting, Gao said. Now, did you catch what she said there? Authorized reporting. In other words, these people are being told to shut their mouth and not say anything until they're told that they can talk. They don't want any of the good, really exciting uh, encounters talked about. Because those are the ones that gets people attention and once you have people's attention about this UFO they might might not likely but they might demand that their uh, government overlords uh, do something about this goes on it says the delay however is providing space for confusion to build and means the military may be missing out on important intel of the non-alien variety said Stephen Aftergood, a a secrecy specialist with the Federation of American Scientists. Secrecy specialist? that's interesting. There are some serious questions that remain unresolved because of the sensational and nonsensical claims, Aftergood said. One is whether U.S. airspace is being penetrated by foreign aircraft, such as the Chinese balloons that made headlines earlier this year. I thought there was just one balloon and three UFOs. Anyway, he says, if and when that ever happens, the government and the military need to know it instantly, not days or weeks later, he said. Any reluctance by military pilots to report sightings or by authorities to receive such reports would be a dereliction of duty. It's not clear that new procedures are required. People have to do their jobs. I'm not so sure about that. You know, we've known for years that they have 3D radar, basically. Maybe they've already got these things tracked in real time, and what the pilot's giving them is just secondhand knowledge as far as they're concerned. You know. Meanwhile, those questions have become conflated in the public domain with foolishness about alien spacecraft, non-human biologics, and so forth. It's an embarrassment and a disservice, he said. Well, this is somebody that seems to me like they're probably incredibly pompous and arrogant, and really don't have anything that's valuable to add to the conversation. They're the kind of kind of attitude that wants you to shut up and sit down and and not pay attention to what you saw hovering over the neighbor's house last night. The administration's handling of these incidents is also offering fuel to its most vocal credits. Representative Tim Burchett, Republican, Tennessee, whose concerns sparked last month's House Oversight Subcommittee hearing focused on UFOs, said he doesn't even trust the military to handle reports through existing methods or even directly to the AERO when that becomes possible, he says pilots he's spoken to have faced retribution for reporting incidents to their superiors. Wow, one good man speaks the truth. I mean, that's so refreshing. You hear that so little from Washington. It's just amazing to me when one of these, when one of these uh, representatives can come out and actually tell us what's going on to just a, a little bit of a degree. Yeah, they're all liars. It's nice. It's nice to hear someone confirm that to us. It says to Bertrand, the Pentagon is a wasteful warmongering, and unaccountable arm of the government that's been dishonest about UFOs. He doesn't see the point in speaking with AARO or recommending any service member to do so. Man, I like that guy. The problem when they do that is this: is these very brave pilots are criticized or pulled off the flight line, and they're not debriefed. They're interrogated, sometimes for up to eight hours, said Burchette, said Burchett. and then they get a blemish on their record. So just like Gresh said, they're being intimidated, threatened, hurt. The Defense Department did not immediately respond to a request for comment on how pilots were treated when they made reports. For its part, Aero is tracking more than 650 cases of UAP sightings. I would have to strongly disagree with um, the way they frame this, that they're tracking 650 cases. I think they've got their... The file's on 650 cases, and they're trying to keep them as quiet as possible. That's what I think. It's almost like back when we had Project Grudge or Project Blue Book. They're not there for disclosure. They're for enclosure. They're going to enclose the data, so you can't see it. As of April 27th, the office had interviewed nearly two dozen witnesses, Galf said at the time. And I think interview might be an extremely liberal interpretation of what happened there, based on what some of the witnesses said. It was almost like a, a phone call out of the blue, hey, how you doing? And the first thing out of their mouth was, don't tell us about any other, other people that were there. What? That's not an investigation. Arrow welcomes the opportunity to speak with any former or current government employee or contractor who believes they have information relevant to the congressionally mandated historical review Gao said in an email yeah they sure seem like it those words feel empty to people like Van Voorhees the commercial pilot who said he first saw a strange and unidentifiable object almost two decades ago while flying from Japan to Hawaii at the time he and others who witnessed the event agreed not to report it because they feared for their careers and how could you blame him agreed not to report it because they feared for their careers. It's just so easy not to report this stuff. Van Voorhis said he advises other pilots to report sightings to outside groups that collect data on UAPs, specifically the National Aviation Reporting Center on Anonymous Phenomena, a nonprofit focused on aviation safety-related encounters with UAPs and the Mutual UFO Network, MUFON, another nonprofit composed of civilian volunteers whose study reported UFO sightings. Like I said, when I had my experience, I reported it to U- to uh, MUFON and had a really nice uh, fellow contact me, had a long conversation with him a couple times, and he really did, I think, an excellent job uh, investigating it and, and helping me to to get my mind around what I saw. It was just so weird. His goal, Van Voorhis says, is to make sure that people that are working with me know they aren't crazy for seeing this stuff and that they won't be treated as such. I think that's the most important thing, at least from my experience. If you have somebody who is a non-believer, and I was, and they suddenly have an impactful experience, like I did, it's nice, it's productive for them to uh, have somebody there to hand them a flashlight when they're looking down the rabbit hole. And when they call MUFON... At least my experience—I don't know about anybody else—but my experience was the person was very helpful. They assured me that I wasn't crazy. We had a we had a detailed conversation about what I saw, and I was able to understand a little bit better that you know this thing wasn't a government project, it wasn't a drone, it wasn't a weather phenomenon. Okay, you, I was able to quickly rule off the things that it wasn't, and then because the person was so understanding on the other end of the line. I was able just to kind of gather myself enough not to drive myself crazy about being confronted with my non belief in these things. You know, it could make you a little bit it could make you a little bit anxious to have this happen and to think, wow, I just there was no there was no uh, space in my reality for it. But I thought MUFON did a good job of helping you to find that space just to be comfortable with as best you could be that wow, I seen this thing. It was a UFO, I can't explain it probably never going to be able to explain it and at the same time that doesn't mean i'm crazy and it doesn't mean i have to drive myself crazy thinking about it now this text article is from the debrief.org uh, written by micah hanks august 29th 2023 it says pilot ufo sightings collected by nasa reveal serious safety concerns over objects in the u.s airspace The pilot states that the object was observed close to the 8 o'clock position on the captain's side of the aircraft at the same altitude of 25,000 feet above mean sea level or FL 250. At the time, the first visual contact was made. The object of the aircraft seemed to maintain its track, moving to the 7 o'clock position relative to the reporter's aircraft, at which time it was no longer deemed a potential threat. So he's flying along at 25,000 feet. Looks out the window and sees this thing. The object, which could not be identified by the pilot, was described as potentially being some kind of large unmanned aerial vehicle, UAV, or possibly a single ship, military fighter slash trainer aircraft, which the pilot judged to have been traveling at at least 200 knots. So you can tell how these guys are so intimidated not to report these things, as f- Just just use the word UFO. It's flying, it's some kind of vehicle, and it's unidentified. But instead, they say things like, well, it could have been some sort of strange unmanned aerial vehicle. So these are code words like swamp gas, planet Venus, whatnot. I like the point, though, he says a single ship military fighter, a ship. How many How many people describe an airplane as a ship? ATC, that's that is, would be the con, uh, ground control, was interested in the visual report since they were not talking... With the aircraft, nor aware of its presence apart from the small primary radar return, and it was not transmitting an ADS-B out signal, despite the clash, despite the Class A airspace requirements report states. Yeah, I don't think that uh, UFOs are really all that interested about uh, sending out the sending out the necessary call signs. Doesn't seem to be high on their agenda. Since the publication of Federal Regulation 14 CR, CFR 91.225 and 14 CFR 91.227 in May of 2010, the Federal Aviation Administration has required any aircraft operating in Class A, B, and C airspace to be equipped with automatic dependent surveillance broadcast capability. In other words, you got to be able to broadcast where you're at. And that's what's so strange about these UFOs. They're never broadcasting where they're at. The Jetman Pack in uh, L.A. didn't put out a broadcast. Never has, never have found that guy if he exists. So, so what's what's happening here? This phenomenon represents a significant threat to our operation, given the potential for a mid-air collision without the ability to react to a TCAS 2 resolution advisory. Is trained for the given scenario. The pilot summary of the incident also states, referencing the traffic alert and collision avoidance system, aviators rely on for instructions on the avoidance of traffic conflicts. The recommended maneuvers provided by CCAS-22, known as resolution advisories or RAs, allow pilots the ability to increase or maintain their vertical separation from other aircraft operating nearby and may instruct aviators to climb or descend in altitude as well as adjust their vertical speed to avoid possible collisions. But here's the problem. one of these UFOs shows up in an area where there's a lot of aircraft around, what do the pilots do? If they try to avoid it, it might send them into the path of another uh, airplane. So see how these things, even if they don't have ill intentions toward us, just the fact that they're in the area and there are other aircraft around, they could cause a, a traffic jam. So it's important, like this pilot says, to admit these things are real. They're here. Pilots are seeing them and they are a safety concern okay and even if they were a drone or swamp gas or whatever you want to call them that that needs to be addressed by the federal government because the federal government is in charge of this you know basically what's an air highway system and what we're talking about here is avoiding collisions between ufos and airplanes and airplanes and other airplanes as they respond to these ufos and what is our government doing about this well they haven't done a thing in the last year Where's the hotline at? That's what we're getting to. There is a present and clear issue with these things simply because we have to occupy the same airspace with them. Pilots are asking for direction and they're being given the runaround, effectively being ignored. Another intriguing report says, logged with ASRS in February of 2023, describes a multiple pilot observation of a fast-moving elongated white object. sounds like a tic-tac. The incident report states that the pilot observed unexplained phenomena at my two o'clock at what appeared to be near my altitude or above. I am not sure the distance. At first I thought it to be a reflection in my windscreen, but after moving my head around and point of view, the object stayed steady. So it was there. It wasn't a reflection. The object appeared rectangular or oblong and milky white, the pilot stated. My first officer returned from the forward lavatory and observed the object moving briskly southbound with me after I asked him, what is that? It moved at a steady speed, southbound, and disappeared. He says, I regret not taking a video, but was taken by what I was seeing. The pilot added about the fleeting encounter. Within minutes, the pilot said they received a radio communication from a nearby uh, ARTCC, asking if anyone had seen the light or object. I informed them I had and got a phone number to a ZZZ controller. The reporter states and then it says uh, ZZZ is a placeholder designation used to report and identify recognizable locations and other features. Then it goes on and says another flight ca- captain by my friend and also wit- also witnessed the unidentified aerial phenomena along with numerous other aircraft the pilot wrote, I have never witnessed anything like it in almost 30 years of flying. 30 years of flying. First time he's seen something like this. And they're reporting it. But what's ending up, what what what's ending up with with the reports? It's just like they're just putting limbo somewhere and that's what they want. Now, it goes on talks a little bit about this system that NASA's, you know, does this investigation of the you know, FAA. I'll tell you something, it's just to me, it's just uh, one big game of round and round. Here's a, here is an incident here that happened. It says, unrecognizable objects in erratic movements. In another incident reported to the ASRS in May of 2022, a pilot instructor described being forced to take evasive action to avoid a mid-air collision with an object they were unable to identify during a routine training flight. Now, the reporter says, while we were clearing the area for maneuver, I spotted the unidentified object as we were quickly approaching it. The pilot's report states, the object reportedly appeared very suddenly and appeared to be hovering without showing any signs of movement. I immediately took the controls and took evasive action in order to avoid a meteor collision, the pilot states in the report. Initially, I mistook the object for something of the lightweight category or a drone, since it did not resemble an airplane or a helicopter. As we passed the object, I was able to get a decent look at the object and could not identify what it could possibly be. It then resumed the training flight in a safe direction. I then resumed the training flight in a safe direction away from this encounter. So he's just telling you, I don't know what it was. He doesn't even really give us a good physical description of it. Another incident reported on December 2021 details the observation of an unusual flashing light, the movement of which appeared to be inconsistent with normal aircraft. Unidentified flying object observed from the ground with very sporadic flight pattern. Flashing beacon south off the shore, estimated altitude 3,000 to 4,000 feet. Object has disappeared twice and reappeared, the brief reports. Flight pattern is too erratic and beyond capabilities of traditional aircraft, a beacon was flashing white, no red, green position lights, the report concludes. So they're seeing these things, they're reporting them because they know that they're just extraordinary. They do not conform to normal uh, man-made objects. Some of the sightings, it says, involving unidentified objects were logged with the ASRS as incidents involving suspected unauthorized drone sites, although... Descriptions of their curious appearance of movement as well as their dangerous proximity to the aircraft further highlight the safety issue aviators have faced in recent years. You know, I think we can just rule out this drone stuff. I mean, if there's that big of problems with drones, you know, around the country, we really, we, we, we really need to have uh, more enforcement done because if these are drones they're going to keep fooling around until some at some point we have just a a horrible collision with one of these things and there's going to be a great loss of life so if these are drones our government's not doing what they need to do to take these things seriously it says although unauthorized drone flights or sightings or of other conventional objects cannot be ruled out as potential identifications for some of the objects detailed in their recent asr reports the debrief has uncovered the reports nonetheless convey incidents involving physical objects of some kind operating at unsafe distances from the aircraft where observing pilots and crew members were located. Yeah, I don't believe for a minute that the vast majority of these things, I think, are not drones. Uh, You've had these things acting in in areas where you have military flights going on, where you have high congestions of of, uh, civilian traffic. I mean, there's just no end to it. Uh, to think that these things are drones and there's somebody who's uh, operating with that reckless abandon of human life, it's just, it's, it's just mind-numbing to me. It says, although NASA says it's conducting the study for the agency's own science and air safety purposes, it remains unclear whether the independent study team has analyzed UAP incident reports recently obtained through the ASRS or from some of the sources that collect similar pilot sightings. I don't know. It could have just been somebody with NASA with a little too much time on their hand decided to look at some of these things. But you get a gist of what's going on here. You, these re, these uh, reporters are report excuse me these pilots are reporting these incidents to the FAA, you know, the air traffic control, and then they're just kind of being bottled up there. And if somebody digs around long enough, then they'll find the report online maybe six months or a year later. Uh, but It's not good enough. The way to do this is to go public with it, and that's what I want to do here. I want to look at this last article I found from WHSV.com, it's a local uh, television st- station there in uh, Harrisburg, Harrisonburg, Virginia. And they talk about a uh, a local sk- skydiver pilot who uh, reported seeing a drone, and I think it's great because it shows what happens when the, when the pilot can go directly to local news, and they put that on the air and it gets on the internet, and then we all know about it. Now, the title of this uh, story says, Pilot reports close encounters with UFO during 2022 flight by Jacob Fife. And here's a young guy here standing in front of the screen. He's done a couple things on here. I think he actually does some good work for a local news guy. Like I said, Dateline, Harrison, Harrisonburg, Virginia. And they begin by saying, as long as there have been pilots, there have been sightings of strange objects in the sky. Every year, pilots from around the globe claim to see strange objects flying near their aircraft during flights. Sometimes these encounters are close enough to force pilots to take, ev- take evasive maneuvers. Sometimes it's a story that stays with them forever. Cleo Figuerio is a Virginia pilot who had a close encounter with a strange object while flying a plane carrying skydivers in July of 2022. Figuerio says since he was young he has always been interested in aviation. He served in the Navy for two years to help increase his flight time and and become a better pilot. After the Navy, he took a job in the Midwest as a skydive pilot. During a flight on July 10th, 2022, he would see something he'd never forget. He says, we were climbing to 10,000 feet and at around 4,300 feet, I was looking into the distance and this thing caught my eye, Figuerio said. It started getting closer and it was approaching me about 15 feet to my left heading north. Gozani says, something interesting, he reported, was that you couldn't see the object when you looked at it directly. Other pilots have reported the same thing during their encounters. He said the object was the size of a small car and without realizing it, he started turning his plane to the left. As the object passed by, Virgil let out a yell, which caused the people in the back of the plane to look out the window. Three of them see it, including one of the instructors, Figueroa said. By the time I turned the plane, it was already on the horizon. And I have an illustration of it here. It's just kind of a gold orb. I don't know how big it is. I mean, from the picture, maybe the size, like maybe he says the size of a small car, and this thing's just flying right outside the, the window of this small airplane. That had to be thrilling. Now it says, shortly after the object was gone, Figueroa contacted air traffic control and asked if they had seen a drone on radar, to which they said they didn't. He called again and described the object he saw and asked if they had seen it. There was a long pause on the other end, and then they said they didn't see it. Figueroa said, Figaro's story sounds very similar to other stories from all over the world And he says he always keeps his head on a swivel during flights to see if it happens again As more investigations are launched into UFOs and UAPs more sightings could pop up from anywhere and everywhere And then they have a never here you can you can call this fellow if you happen to see a UFO I like the fact that the news people took the time to do a short story on this and they created this really cool little image uh which you can go take a look at because it, it helps this is what's called disclosure there's disseminating information that people are giving about these uh, different ufos they saw and, and we can go through these and we can really just analyze them and see what's going on in this case he talks about this saying that when you look directly at it it disappeared that sounds like more this uh, observer effect that we've so often hear about these things sometimes they appear when you look at them sometimes they disappear the fact this guy had the courage to come out and talk about it though is great that's what we need We need people just to begin to talk about this stuff publicly, even if they don't want to do it uh, with their name attached to it, then by all means go to a reporting site and anonymously talk about this stuff and just tell us what you've seen. Because the way to get these stories buried is to give them to ARO or the DOD or or the FAA or some government reporting agency. As Representative Burchette says, you don't trust these guys, so it's time just to go around them. I don't think we'll probably ever have a UFO hotline that really works. I expect it to continue to be MIA. But we have the internet that works. And there's uh, dozens, if not hundreds, or maybe even thousands of places online to report these things. So if you see one, take the time to report it. Until next time, this is UFO Warning, over and out.